Welcome back to Just One Question. I'm Nick Morgan, and it's a great pleasure to be able to introduce to you my new best friend, Adam Markell, because uh, Adam and I connected on his podcast, and I was a little suspicious because he is the pivot guy, um, and and right now I, I hear a lot about pivoting, and, and maybe I'm getting a little fed up with pivoting, but it's what we got to do. So let's be real here. We are all in that business. So uh, who's Adam? Adam Markell is an international speaker. He's an author, and he's a mentor who works with organizations to create resilient work cultures. Boy, do we need that now. And um, he's the best-selling author of Pivot, The Art and Science of Reinventing Your Career and Life. Boy, do we need that now. Boy, do you need that now. And he hosts the podcast, which, as I said, I was on the Conscious Pivot, uh, the Conscious Pivot podcast, where he shares insights on pivoting in today's fast place marketplace. Okay. His latest book, he's got a latest book because he's a hardworking guy, Change Proof, Leveraging the Power of Uncertainty to Build Long-Term Success. And that's due out from McGraw-Hill this spring. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't add to that already lengthy list of accomplishments that uh, Mr. Markell created one of the best TEDx talks I've seen recently. And I don't say that lightly because I watch a lot of TED talks and I'm hard to please. Um, Let's call it the I Love My Life TEDx talk. It's uh, this doing this for 10 seconds will change your life, I think is technically the title of it, something close to that. Uh, So, uh, Adam, welcome to the show. Check in. Tell us how you're doing. Well, first first and foremost, I I wish I was getting paid, or I should probably say I'm getting paid every time the word pivot is being used. Yeah, I wish you were. (laughs) I'm doing just great. Um, my answer to that question, it's, it's kind of a loaded question. And mm-hmm. having grown up in New York, we used to say it a little differently. I know you're up in the Boston area, but uh, we'd say, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like that Joey Tribbiani thing, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and it is a loaded question when you ask somebody, how you doing? But my answer is the same. And it's the answer that's alluded to in, in the TED Talk, which is, I love my life. That's mm-hmm. how I'm doing. That's amazing. No matter what. Mm-hmm. That added piece, I think, is really important because uh, there's so much that's going on and so many things that, that could steal away the joy or steal from me even that, that the truth in the statement that I, tr- I love my life. Thank you for that. And, and uh, let me just say, again, a plug. If you watch that TEDx talk, you'll understand where Adam's coming from. He does love his life and he's worked hard and gone through a lot to get to be able to say that. So uh, it's, a, it's a great TEDx talk and you should, uh, you should drop everything. Stop watching this and go watch that and then come back. All right, let's get on with it. Just one question for you, Mr. Markell. The, the, uh, the bubonic plague... Oh, decimated. thank you. Thanks yeah, so much. Yeah, I thought I'd give you a, a happy thing to talk about. The bubonic plague decimated humanity um, in Europe and Asia uh, for a couple hundred years. Uh, but when it was finally done, we had this great outpouring of creativity and, and human ingenuity and changes in hierarchy and society and religion and philosophy. Uh, it was an enormously uh, creative time and a beautiful time for humanity uh, called the Renaissance. Uh, 
then in uh, 1918, after uh, the horrors of World War I, we had the, the Spanish flu, uh, where 50 million people died in a couple of years. Uh, much more uh, intense time, uh, focused time than, than the plague, of course, but nonetheless, a terrifying time. And many of the ways people talked about that um, back then uh, were, are very familiar, are eerily similar to the way we're talking about our pandemic now. And what happened after that, the Spanish flu, was this great outpouring of human creativity and ingenuity known as the Roaring Twenties. And we had Art Deco and the Bauhaus movement. And we had the Harlem Renaissance and we had speakeasies and we had the uh, 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 jazz and we we had all kinds of uh, exciting developments in in again in the hierarchies of society and, and philosophy and religion now my question to you therefore is we're going through a terrible time now again where uh, there's uh, suffering and death um, and humanity will come out of it we know this it we don't know how long it's going to take, but we know that we will come out the other side. Um, what will be the corresponding creative outburst? What will that look like, uh, Mr. Markell, the pivot guy? Oh, my goodness. Well, there will be one. So I'll just state the obvious, and then I, I can't get myself in any trouble there. There will be one for sure. Um, right now, I feel we, we have this grand opportunity, and that is to leverage the power of uncertainty. It's a, it's a shameless plug for this book that's coming out next, next spring. But uncertainty is, is, is an awful feeling for so many people. It just triggers so much fear and so much of our reptilian or prehistoric response to what we perceive as threat. And that's done, you know, that happens on a subconscious level. So you've got all this tremendous anxiety that's building up in people. You and I were chatting about that before we even started the recording and and right now how is it that you could leverage uncertainty i i want to turn your question into a question a little bit as well for people that are listening to this what can you do with uncertainty what what can any of us do to leverage the this juice that you're alluding to i mean there was great uncertainty and in, in, and always is in the midst of crisis like a, a plague or or a great war or anything like that. And yet in, in those times, people are doing certain things, obviously doing certain things that lead to this, this period afterward that is Renaissance-like. So you described the, you know, the period after the Spanish flu becoming the Roaring Twenties, and then we have the stock market crash and the Great Depression, and we go through a decade of, of devastation, the, uh, the likes, the that our country had never seen before. And then a world war followed by the fifties and, and a, another Renaissance of sorts. And so I, th I feel like it's these waves. I mean, that's the one thing we pull back and look at it with, with the perspective we can, and we see it from, from a distance. That's the cycle of it. We have these troughs and these crests and, and to know that I think gives us security to me, there's safety. There's, there's peace even. In, in the knowledge that it's not just that this too shall pass because everything passes, but, but this too shall teach us. This too shall inform and change us in ways that we'll look back on or that our kids or grandkids or other people's kids and grandkids will say, 
you know, that was a significant time. That was a pivotal moment in history for the better. Right now, to me, when it, when it comes to how do, you, how do you grasp the power of uncertainty, number one, it's, this is a time for leadership. In uncertain times, we, we, we are craving leadership. And so that might be self-leadership. That might be leadership of your organization or leadership in your family or in your community or greater, even beyond that, the leadership of a, of a nation. These are important things. So to rally around that craving, to, to, to feed and to fuel the craving within yourself, to, be a, to step up to, to the leadership opportunity, I think is a wonderful way to convert what, what is otherwise feels like helplessness and even hopelessness and convert that into something that's really usable, fuel for something that betters not only us now, but the us, like you said, five years from now, 10 years from now. I think this is the great opportunity. The, the, the places you can go with that are sort of endless to find your spiritual path, to find God, if that's something you're seeking, to find your own higher purpose or the meaning of, of your life or the meaning within the work that you're doing to revisit so many times in companies that we speak to, you know, they have values and yet now is the best time to be reevaluating and diving back in to see whether those things are even relevant now. What does that look like today? So yeah, I, I love, I love the question because it, it both, it, it, I lean into my, my own nature to see the glasses half full to be able to say, yes, we know what will come next. And there's a peace and a serenity, I suppose, in just the knowledge of that. And then it, it brings us back to the present moment, which is what could we be doing? What art could we be creating? What, what, what writing and things could we be doing to share with the world to catalog what was going on right now? It's just, I mean, like, just, Get chills from it just to think about that opportunity. Adam Markell, thank you, sir. That was a great answer to just one question. And uh, I love that you answered the question with a question. And uh, well done. Fair play. Uh, point That's the lawyer. You. That's the lawyer in me, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, we, will, we will come back to you um, and we'll revisit this a year or two from now when, when the trends are clear and we're all, uh, we're all uh, partying hardy again and, and enjoying whatever normal life looks like at that point. And, and, and let's, let's uh, talk through this again. That would be fun. Oh, Thank you, sir. Thank you. 